And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the podcast you've all been waiting for, Legacy Story with Adam Solomini. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right. Hey, my name is Adam Swallow, and this is my podcast, Legacy Story. Ultimately, this podcast is meant to rekindle your own legacy story memories and ignite a desire to create more. The other day, I was having a conversation with my kindergartner. We were doing her homework, and she kept saying that what we were doing was difficult. I'm pretty sure I was able to get her over the hard time she was having, and I mentioned to her that if things aren't difficult, then you aren't learning. You can't just do easy things because you'll never learn beyond those easy things. Seems as though since then she's been ready to take on challenges. And that got me into thinking, why not do an episode on taking action, doing things that are difficult in order to grow? You know when you have a checkoff list and it's in front of you, it could be on your phone, or a lot of times I do a checkoff list on an index card, but you know what I'm saying. You have a checkoff list somewhere, and each time you check off the box, you feel really good. And a lot of times what we do is we like to do the easiest stuff first and check those things off. But eventually, we get to the difficult stuff and maybe decide, I'm going to do a few more easy things. Maybe this can be put off until tomorrow. Really, it's a fear of not doing a good job. That's probably why you don't want to do the difficult things first. And trust me, I'm all about gaining momentum. And I do see the positive out of doing easy things and gaining the momentum as you roll into the more difficult things. As a matter of fact, that's what I teach when I'm doing financial coaching. When you're knocking out your budget, do the smallest ones first because those are the easiest and then you get momentum. However, when you're learning, it's a little bit different. When you're trying to change a habit, it's a little bit different. Sometimes it's more important to do the most difficult things first because when you check those boxes off, That is where real satisfaction occurs. You know how sometimes you read a motivational book or maybe even a motivational article or hear a motivational podcast? Hmm, possibly this one. And you get a lot from that source. You think that that information might make an impact in your life. But it won't unless you take that information and take action. It's not just the information that's going to change your life. It's the action using that information that's really going to change your life. And if we think about learning new things, learning difficult things, taking difficult action, is that it forces you to work through these issues and these fears, overcome them. You may have obstacles midway through that action that you're taking. You may have to learn something else that you didn't expect to. But through that fog of confusion, you are going to break through into the sunlight. And you'll have a much more clear vision and a much more clear next step or next action, possibly an uncomfortable action once again. But that means you're making progress. And what do they say about repeated actions? Repeated actions are habits. A few episodes back, we talked about books that can help you create a legacy story. And one of those books talked about habit stacking. 
right? This is where you take a habit that you already have and stacking a new habit, possibly a difficult habit or a difficult action and doing it at the exact same time. For instance, when I wake up, I go open up all of the blinds in the house to let the sunlight in and I say hi to the rabbit. Well, if I wanted to create a new habit, possibly a difficult one, like exercising every day. For a lot of people, that is difficult. For a lot of people, that is easy. But for me, exercising every single day is difficult. But if I were to open the blinds, say hi to the rabbit, a habit that I already have, and then right across the hall, work out on the treadmill for 20 minutes, I'm stacking the habits. I know I said hi to the rabbit, now it's time to walk over to the treadmill. Pretty soon, that difficult action of exercising every day will be a habit. Then it's on to the next difficult action. Life should be full of difficult and uncomfortable actions. That's what we're talking about here today. When we talk about trying to do something that's difficult or do something that's uncomfortable, learn something difficult or uncomfortable, make a habit that is difficult or uncomfortable, we often give ourselves reasons why we can't do them. Now, for most people, these reasons would seem reasonable. However, if you were looking to create a legacy, do you want to be normal? Do you want to be ordinary? Or do you want to be extraordinary? Now, these reasons could be something like, well, I don't have the talent to do this. It is my choice not to do this. I really don't have the ability to put in that much effort. I'm really not motivated to do it. In very few circumstances are those actual reasons why you can't do something. They are actually excuses. In reality, you may just lack confidence. You may feel like you are not going to be successful. You may fall into the trap of saying, well, even if I am successful, is the payoff going to be that great? You may actually worry about what other people will think if you were to do this uncomfortable action or this difficult action. What you're doing there is you're really putting other people's reality or purpose or desires above your own. Why would you do that? Another reality you may be facing is that when you have these dreams and you know you have to take certain actions, the result of the dream is in the forefront. And all of the hard work that's before the result isn't really in the focus. So when you start learning or you start taking action to realize these dreams, you find that there's a lot of space in between the starting point and the realization of the dream. And a lot of it is difficult. A lot of it is uncomfortable. So you may get into the cycle of starting something, running into a difficult spot and stopping. And then you put it off for a while and then you start again. And you may get past that difficult spot, but run into another difficult spot. And then you stop and then you wait a while. And then you start again. If you find yourself doing this, more than likely, you're going to quit. That is, unless you are extremely persistent. Another reality of why people don't want to learn things that are more difficult or challenging or take action on more difficult things is that you don't want to stick your neck out. You don't want to stand out. You just want to go along to get along. Another reason you might stop yourself from taking action is you might be too short-sighted. You have more value on now then you have value on the future in the book atomic habits they talk about this it's the one percent just doing one percent more every day one percent more the next day one percent more uncomfortable action one percent more eventually that adds up a great example of this is investing right 
people want to hit that single stock and pour everything into it because if I just put all of my money right now into the single stock, I'll be a millionaire because it's going to blow up. That is putting extreme value on now. Putting extreme value on the future is I'm going to take my 401k. I'm going to max out what I can put into it. I'm going to max out my Roth 401k and I'm going to spread it out 25% each against large cap, medium cap, small cap, and international. And in 30 years when I retire, I'm going to have a million dollars. Most people want the million dollars now. They don't want the million dollars later, even though that later and what you're doing bit by bit by bit by bit is much more secure and predictable than being short-sighted. Now you may ask yourself, what can I do? What can I do to overcome all of these things that are pulling me away from taking uncomfortable action, taking persistent action, taking difficult actions? And to that, I have a few things that may help you out. Number one is identify your motivators. Figure out your why. Why do I want to do this? And your first answer is not really your real answer. The real answer is usually about four or five, and sometimes maybe more, whys deep. So why do I want to exercise? Because I'll become more healthy. Level one, why do I want to become more healthy? Because it will give me more energy. Level two, why would I want to have more energy? So I could play with the kids more. Level three, why do I want to play with the kids more? Because it will make them happy. Level four, why do I want my children to be happy? Because their happiness makes me happy and will create memories for them. Level five, see how it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Now I have this really awesome find your why or find your niche. Some people call it the dot, find your dot coaching session that I do. And you can always reach out to me at infinancer.com uh, to book something like that. But it has been really effective with virtually everyone that I've worked with on it. Moving on, some other tips that can help you take action. You need to visualize yourself taking action. Did you guys watch the Olympics at all? You ever watch the Olympics in the past if you didn't watch the most previous one? But you know when many of the athletes, especially the gymnasts, they'll close their eyes before they do the particular event that they're competing in. Many times what they're doing is they're visualizing what they're going to be doing while competing. You should try this before you take your action. Visualize yourself taking the action. It's a good starting point. Another one, you have to set goals. Daydreaming about your goals aren't going to give you results. You have to actually make consistent effort in order to get results. Figure out what your goals are, what your ultimate goal is, and visualize that too. This is also something I do in the niche dot in figuring out your why visualizing the results of accomplishing your goals. Another tip that will help you take action is to reduce your stress. Many times we take things personally, even when they don't have anything to do with us, or we don't have any way of controlling what is stressing us out. Meaning, if I am a political person and all I'm doing is reading political news or watching political news from a single perspective, well, those are meant to rile you up therefore causing you stress when really you have no personal control over what somebody's doing in Washington, D.C. or your state capital. Yet because you're a political person and this is all you focus on and that's all you see through your lens of life, someone might make a comment and you automatically jump into the Twitter troll political mindset, which 
Newsflash is very stressful. That's just an example, but reducing your stress is key. Also, while you're taking action, take breaks so you don't burn out. You may say, well, I have to create, let's say that you're starting a business and you say to yourself, I have to create an email sequence. I need to make sure that this email sequence is going out to everybody who joins my email list so I can engage with them and keep them engaged so they're interested in the things that I have to say or maybe the things I have to sell, whatever it may be. And you start taking that action and it's difficult, but you're making your way through it. However, on your third email that you've written in the sequence and you know you have seven more and you start to get a little frustrated and you think you only have two options, you either have to finish it right now, which will probably make you never, ever, ever want to do another email sequence again your entire life because you'll be burnt out or quit. Those are the two choices that you think that you have, but there is a third choice. Take a break. Read something positive that you like to read. Maybe a sports article. Maybe an article about puppies. Maybe go through an old photo album and look at the pictures. Then get back to work. Another tip is to have a positive environment. You want to make sure that the people around you, maybe even the things around you, create a positive environment. Put yourself in situations where you are inspired to take action. Spend time with positive, action-oriented people. Do you have people that support you that you can talk to when that action becomes difficult? Or are you working in a cluttered mess? Do you have a kids-free zone to work in? Meaning there's not a bunch of toys around. It's a space that you can go to with no interruptions or fewer interruptions. Do you find yourself going through social media and seeing posts that annoy you? Here's a deeper tip within the tip. Mute everybody. Go into your social media and mute everybody except for positive people. I personally have a three strikes law. If I have three things that I see that are political, controversial, things that annoy me, I'm going to be muting that person. Sorry, everybody. But I'll tell you what, I have a bunch of positive stuff in my social media when I turn it on, right? So if I happen to be taking a break in the middle of a difficult action, and that break is going into my social media, it's not to zone out. It's not to get into a dialogue with somebody about a topic that they brought up, unless it's super positive. But what I'm seeing on my social media is a lot of positive things, and I can attribute that to the three strikes law that I put into place. Another tip is do not go for perfection. Perfection is not attainable. And many times the excuse is, well, I want to make this perfect. So you keep working on something because you really don't want to start on something else. You don't want to do something else. You don't want to take it to the next level. Imperfect action is better than perfect procrastination every time. That also means managing your expectations. Kind of a subset of that. Another thing that I would suggest is when you first wake up, don't turn on your phone. Sit down with an index card or a calendar in front of you and just write down the things that you want to accomplish for that day. What is your day going to look like? Plan your day out. If this becomes a habit and you plan your day out every single morning, then what can you do with that habit? You can stack habits. The reason that waking up, not having your phone on to distract you, and just being in the moment, planning your day, figuring out what it's going to be like, is that it gives you a vision and a path to work towards. Now, in all likelihood, you're not going to check off all those boxes or the plan might not be followed exactly because things happen. 
But if you're doing this every day, eventually you're going to get into the swing. You'll know what the ebbs and the flows are going to be like, and you'll leave a little bit more time if you find that you can't fit eight things into your day. Maybe you can only fit five things into your day on Tuesdays. Try those out. Hopefully some of those tips will work out for you. They'll be helpful. You'll find them the right fit for you. I mean, there are plenty of good habits that will help you take action. Some habits that I have personally found to work for me in certain areas of my life is, after I plan my day, starting off my day with the most important thing that needs to be done that day. A mindset that certainly helps is taking responsibility for your actions and the process. For instance, if I only do the easy things on my checkoff list, and then I procrastinate and put the other more difficult things off for the next day, and then it happens the next day, I need to take responsibility for that particular habit, for that particular mindset. If things are difficult, then do small increments. Let's say you're a writer. You want to write a book. But when you sit down, you feel tortured at your desk for three hours, and it's just not working for you. And you start thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't write this book. Maybe I'm not good enough to write this book. Maybe I'm not smart enough to write this book. We're getting back into those excuses rather than the reality. So maybe you start incrementally. Maybe you only write for 10 minutes. There, you've accomplished your goal. Take an action. And what are you going to do tomorrow? Maybe you write 15 minutes. And the next day, 20 minutes. The day after that, 25 minutes. The day after that, 30 minutes. Start small. Work your way up. Another thing, continually remind yourself to stay focused. Remind yourself on what is important, the task at hand, and to stay focused. If you find yourself fading off, snap back. Remind yourself, I need to stay focused. This is important. When you are working on difficult action, uncomfortable action, creating new habits, you must be fully focused. Now, on the flip side, when you're not working on those things, when you're supposed to be taking family time or time to yourself, time to relax. You can't drift off to the things that you need to do in your business life or focusing on how you're going to change your habit even quicker. You need to be fully focused when work or changing habits, and you need to be fully in the moment when you're relaxing or spending time with family or spending time doing something that you love. Something else that I would warn you to be on the lookout for is self-sabotage. It's very easy for us to get into our own mind and our own feelings and sabotage ourselves. What do you do when you find yourself slipping into the downward spiral of self-sabotage? Well, you have to recognize it. Are you focusing on the what-ifs? What if this happens? Or what if that happens? Each one of those what-ifs are more obstacles that you are putting in your way. What you need to focus on is the how-to. How do I do this? How do I do that? And ideally, moving on to, I can do this, and I can do that. If you are making up scenarios that have not happened, but could happen, that is just a form of self-sabotage. I talked about the beginning of the day, but what about the end of the day? At the end of the day, you need to celebrate what you did. Reflect on your day. Say, oh man, you know what? I said hi to the rabbit, and I exercised for 15 minutes. I never did that before. Awesome. I sat down and I actually was writing for 20 minutes. Reflecting on what you did that day and celebrating what you did that day is going to motivate you to get going tomorrow. It's going to increase your self-esteem over time. And also, 
is going to make you feel good about yourself, and that feeling will spread to the people around you. So to wrap this up and put it all together, essentially what I'm saying is if you're not doing difficult things, you're not really learning. If you're not taking uncomfortable action, you're not really improving. If you're not replacing bad habits with good habits, you're not growing. You need to get rid of distractions around you, negative things. Turn off the TV. Set the phone down. Make sure you're only saying positive things to yourself. Recognize the good things that you do, no matter how small those things are. Those very small things that you did will add up over time. It's the compound interest towards legacy building, right? So I encourage you, take uncomfortable action. Do the things that are difficult for you. Figure out the habits that are stopping you from creating your legacy. And it kind of all comes down to figuring out your why. Well, that's it for today's episode of Legacy Story. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Plus, don't forget to follow me on social media at Your Legacy Story, except for on Twitter, which is The Legacy Story, and at Infinancer. If you're interested in finding out your why or your niche or your dot, or if you're interested in changing your trajectory, whether it's through financial coaching, personal coaching, or business coaching, you can book a discovery session with me at infinancer.com. I-N-F-I-N-A-N-C-E-R.com. If you like this episode or you have an idea for an episode, feel free to email me. You can do so at legacystorypodcast at infinancer.com. Until next time, ciao.